welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined today in studio by Esther Curiel. Esther is the Localization Operations Manager at Eating.com, the world's biggest job site. You're very welcome, Esther. Really glad to have you on the show. Thanks very much, Priscilla. I'm delighted to be here. We're delighted to have you as well. So let's move on and get on to the show. So, Esther, I understand that you hold a bachelor's degree in geography and history, prehistory and archaeology from the Universidad Complutense de Madrid, which actually saw you move into a career in localization. Mm-hmm. Quite different. <laughs> and you were working with Visitech for over 12 years in all things uh, localization and digital. And in your latest career, you're now the localization operations manager at Indeed.com, which is the world's biggest job site. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your current position at Indeed. Uh, you're leading Indeed Currents Effectiveness Team. And I understand uh-huh. that it's a multidisciplinary team that focuses on maximizing the impact and effectiveness of Indeed localized content for global markets. Can you tell us a little bit about your role with Indeed? Sure. Um, let me speak a little bit before. I, I think my career probably hasn't been, it doesn't look very obvious, <laughs> you know, coming from from the kind of uh, history, archaeology background and yes. so on. Um, um, I suppose for me there is a, a connection in there um, because it's all about culture um, and the, you know people how they dig and so on and whether it's culture across uh, geographies, cultures across times. At the end of the day, you know it's uh, <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. So that's uh, that's I suppose the the connecting line in there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's I suppose how I got into localization in the first place. So I've been in the industry for 20 years now. Wow. Different roles, uh, you know, from accounts to project management, program management, uh, managing teams, and so on. And then eventually, yes, uh, um, culminating I suppose at Indeed at the moment in, yes. in my current role. Um, and I guess uh, I guess it goes back again to culture and the language, uh, like they're so interrelated, and communicating and. Um, achieving the goals um, that uh, the content has, you know, for each individual market or culture mm-hmm. uh, and adapting it. And that's yes. that's precisely what um, my remit here at Indeed is. Um, like communications need to be very, well, I wouldn't say very heavily, but they need some customization and some culturization. Yes. If they want to be effective. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're, in my view, you know, we're just throwing budget down yes. the drain. So that's uh, that's basically what uh, I've come to Indeed to do. And uh, I'm in the process of building the team for it. So it's a uh, very, very exciting times. And, absolutely. Uh, I can imagine, yeah. So th- that's that's just fantastic. And indeed, we really, I was going to say indeed. No. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Indeed, uh, you are... Uh, your role is extremely important because uh, the definition and localization after all is adapting uh, content to a particular mm-hmm. locale. Yes. So um, so speaking of localization, um, the Indeed website is available in 28 different languages um, with over 200 million unique visitors per month. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So we want to make sure um, the team has an impact, you know, in, yeah. in growing that um, customer base and uh, um, making the content impactful for them. And, continuing to drive the growth of our, our international markets as well. So yes. we'll do our bit. 
<laughs> I'm sure you do. So, um, so Esther, you have a lot of industry experience, obviously, in uh, of managing global linguistic quality programs for major mm -hmm. brands. Can you expand a little bit on the importance of this uh, for our audience, please? Quality management. Um, well, it's. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely vital in in, in my view. You know, um, it's the type of thing you really cannot leave to chance. And uh, sometimes we do. <laughs> we just expect. You know, we outsource or whatever, and we expect it will look after itself. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're just risking too much. You know, you can do that with certain types of content. It might not matter so much, but um, any communication that has high visibility, um, that has the potential to impact the way your brand uh, is perceived, you really need to put care into that and, and manage quality very, very carefully. Yeah. So it's not glamorous, and uh, <laughs> no one likes to talk to it. No one likes to, I suppose, invest in it, um, but it needs to be done. Like, you really do risk damaging your brand if, uh, if you don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd say, like, I take a very holistic approach to quality. Um, like, sometimes, I suppose, as localizers, we tend to focus only on the part that affects language. Um, and uh, in my opinion, we need to start looking as well at uh, like the substance as well. Um, substance and form so sometimes the the messaging and um, the concepts that work well say for whatever the source content was created in you know for a typically a u.s audience yes it's just not gonna work it's, it's not gonna matter to an audience in i don't know uh, the philippines or yes uh, germany or anything like that completely different culture yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, i think we don't look at that enough you know sometimes we tend to localize whatever is produced in the US or wherever mm -hmm. headquarters is, it just goes straight to localization, to yeah. translation. We don't stop to think, is this gonna work? Um, will, will my users in these other, in my international countries, will they care about it? Um, and we're not, we're very often not measuring the effects and, and the impact that that localized piece of content has. So first of all, you know, we, we need to start with that decision is it worth localizing this piece as it is? And if it's not, what do I want to do? Do I want to create new content? Uh, and that's another option that we need to start looking at Absolutely, as well. Yeah. Uh, and then once you've decided, yes, this is worth uh, translating, localizing, um, you really do need to, to measure the quality and uh, keep a look at trends. What are you doing that is working well? Mm -hmm. Continue doing it. What is not working so well? What's failing? Yes. Um, you need to be able to analyze it and uh, draw insights, basically. Like uh, we, we're collecting a lot of metrics in this industry, but we're not always um, analyzing them properly and drawing insights um, that can affect change. Yes. So that that still needs a lot of development, I think. Um, but it's a very exciting area as well. And, uh, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's always there's always going to be a lot of work involved and uh, new trends. And I suppose you mm -hmm. always have to keep an eye and, and different cultures. Yeah, it's um, never ending, but very exciting. I suppose. Very exciting. Very, yes. very exciting. That's great. So um, so your career has also focused on, on digital. And when it comes to international SEO websites and content, what, what advice would you have? Um, I'd say Absolutely, pay a lot of attention to, to SEO. Um, I have heard horrible stories about um, um, you know people localizing websites. Yes. Um, perhaps the client being very happy with the quality, uh, having gone through internal you know rounds of client review, etc. But no one was measuring 
whether that website was visited, mm -hmm. was, was that content being successful. Um, I was talking to a colleague in, in the industry um, recently. Um, she, she's a member of an LSP. And she was explaining to me how they lost this client despite the client being very happy with the, the localized content they were producing. Yes. Um, at a certain point, the localization team on the client side was told no one is visiting this localized website. Mm -hmm. We're pulling it down. And that came as a surprise okay. to the, the localization person on the client side. Yes. So this kind of thing, you know, it, it, there's obviously a, a disconnect in there. We can't be getting these surprises. We need to know what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely, you know, pay attention to SEO, measure what's happening, uh, keep an eye on it. And um, um, pivot, you know, like if, if it's not working, if you're not getting the visits or whatever it is, find out why and uh, take measures. Uh, take measures, exactly, yes. yeah. And sometimes they might be simple measures, you know, it, it might be just making your titles more catchy, or, yes. you know, promoting a little bit more on social media, you know, uh, there's ways. But if you don't know that it's not working, you can't fix it. You'll get the surprise. You get the surprise uh, when it's too late, and then you lose you lose a bit of your audience. And yeah, 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 exactly. Absolutely. Okay, great. That's that's very useful advice. And um, and uh, coming back to your role at Indeed, you've been expanding the team. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have any advice for people building and managing a team of uh, on-site and remote people in this fast-moving industry? Oh, um, I've been extremely lucky at Indeed because uh, I've had the opportunity to build a, a team from scratch. That's which uh, it's, it's really an enviable position. Not <laughs> many people can say that, I, I imagine. Um, so for me, it was very important. Um, I suppose I, I want to practice what I preach, you know, so find out, uh, like put the groundwork, I suppose, into finding out what is needed from this team. Uh, what do I need them to achieve? Not at a high level, but really down down and dirty. What what do we need them to achieve yes. for each of the individual markets? What's what's the problems that we're having in each of those markets? Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose help build a profile um, of what the ideal person for the role is going to be in each of those markets. Yes. Um, so I've done that. Um, I, I've done a lot of discovery internally. You know, talking to stakeholders and you know. Um, rest of uh, the rest of the localization team but also the people who will be using our content will be you know using it to sell or to market etc yeah, and they've been very very interesting conversations you know you find that uh, there are differences in there uh, but you can also see patterns um, so you start building the, the, the profile of the perfect person yes um, for me in this case for instance uh, it was very clear that uh, building a, a team of just linguists or localizers wouldn't work Okay. I think we we do need to expand the way we think about localization, um, and and we need to embrace this um, again the idea of uh, substance over form, you know, <laughs> uh, or both of them being very close together, and uh, effectiveness and um, what's the what's the content going to be used for? Absolutely. How are we going to uh, make okay. it impactful? How are we yes. going to make sure that the people it's intended for find it and read it and are engaged with it? Um, so that's that's the reason why I went for a, I suppose, the team is not just composed of linguists, we have a mixture, we have content marketers, we have copywriters, we have linguists. That's fantastic. It's very multidisciplinary, yes. which is very challenging on the one hand, because uh, I mean, some of these people know way more about their areas <laughs> than, than I do and managing them. Um, but we're all learning from each other. It's very, very exciting. We can also talk to our stakeholders um, in equal terms. You know, we understand what they mean. We're talking the same language. We have the ability to 
um, to understand very in depth what they need and we have the ability then to Thank optimize you. our workflows and our processes to meet those demands and uh, I think what we're doing is uh, I'm absolutely excited about it I think it's a bit different from what's being done in, in many other places yeah um, and it's a bit of a in a certain way, a bit of an experiment, um, but uh, I mean, there's, there's been great enthusiasm as well whenever I've talked to internal stakeholders. Um, one thing that is very important, I think, as well, um, and that I've tried to do is build collaborate, collaboration mm -hmm. with these teams from the get-go. Yeah. So starting from before even I had the team in place, explaining very clearly what my vision for the team was. Absolutely important. Um, and and uh, how we could collaborate well together and kind of finding out from them as well how they're measuring success because I want that to be a very important part of what yes. we do so our measures of success will be a bit tied to theirs so we need to collaborate closely on that um, and yeah well, so I've, I've tried to build that collaboration from the start now that I've got the first few team members uh, they've started we're continuing that they're working very very closely with our stakeholders um, and I suppose like for any team you know make sure that there's a good team dynamic yes um, important. sometimes people work in their little bubble. projects you yeah. know in their little bubble uh, in my case like it's different markets for each of these people um, but it's very important that we collaborate uh, and we put our our learnings together because this is going to be very much a learning experience yes. for all of us we're trying to do things a little bit differently and there's no there's no best practices so we're going to have to build them as we go build the practice, yeah. and uh, learn and improve as we go, so it's important that we all put, you know, Effort. they're gonna be finding ways of doing things that work well for their markets. We can put them in common, there will be trends. We might be able to aggregate some markets where the challenges are similar. We can find similar solutions. So this will be very important, keeping that um, openness and collaboration with other departments and internally. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose this is by practicing that you're learning and you yeah, see the trends, absolutely. what's working and not. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's absolutely, that's great. That's really interesting. So you're saying that, <clears throat> uh, you know, different members of your team have different markets. So how many different markets do you mm -hmm. have? So far, do you have like uh, like five or more ten? Yeah. So with all the different languages. Uh -huh. Are you going to be working on all of the markets? Yeah, eventually we will. Uh, so we're starting... Uh, we're just at the very early stages. I took a couple of months first to do discovery. Now we've started hiring based on all that uh, learning, you know, yes. that, uh, that I did. So we've tailored the house very, very closely to, to mm -hmm. the need. Um, so at the moment, uh, we've got a content localization specialist for our core languages. Mm -hmm. um, they're starting, the ones where we have the most business and the most growth. Um, but we will be expanding the team to cover the rest of the languages that yeah. indeed localizes. So far the biggest and then slowly, yes. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So um, now I'd like to talk about um, artificial intelligence, which mm -hmm. is a big topic. The topic of the, the day. Of the yeah. day. Yes. <laughs> um, machine learning particularly, uh, mm -hmm. and in the area of machine and neural machine translation, uh -huh. uh, that continues to improve and that's becoming a larger part of our activities. Can you tell me, what, what do you think, uh, how do you think it will affect content and localization across the mm -hmm. globe? Content, um, I'm very interested in seeing the developments here because yes. uh, it's, it's amazing, like uh, content is being produced by machines now. There's, yes. uh, <laughs> you know, there's a few companies who are already producing content that is not touched by a human, uh, you know, Alibaba, <laughs> um, giving their 
retailers yes. the ability to create product descriptions and so on, wow. you know, at the touch of a button. Uh, I mean, that's that's content that would have never been created, mm -hmm. much less localized. Um, that would be prank content for machine translation, you know, when, when it comes to going to the international markets. Um, so it's, it's exciting times. Um, I suppose uh, the industry still needs to learn how it's going to deal with it, but there's no doubt, you know, <laughs> it's here to stay. Yes, I think It's so. developing so quickly now. It, it's gained so much momentum. So, uh, yeah, better be involved and, and take as much advantage of it as yes. you can. I think it's still at the stage where you really need to be careful with um, the effort and the investment that you're putting into it against the actual gain. Um, and it mightn't work in all circumstances. Yes. You know, or you really need to have huge amounts of content. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely something that uh, is developing so quickly. Absolutely. Who yeah. knows, you know, in five years' time, where, where will we be? Where will we be in five years, yeah. ten years? <laughs> and, uh, and you're saying that we, we need to be careful, which, which definitely makes sense. So do you think we still need uh, to, I mean, first of all, do you think we still need um, human skills, you know, uh, working with machine learning? And also, do you think at some point we'll be able to air quotes get rid of, of human skills and let mm -hmm. the machines take over completely or will we never be able to? I don't think so. I think um, there's going to be, I mean, some of the market um, that was there is going to go to machine, you know, um, artificial intelligence. Yes. But I think it will be mostly the, you know, very large amounts of content that perhaps would have never been created or localized before. Um, and you know kind of uh, uh, help center articles that mm -hmm. kind of stuff will probably be um, either created by machines yes translated by machines um but there's, there's always going to be the more creative um type of content yes um the content that needs to reach your heart i suppose it's going to be very difficult for a machine to do to, that yeah to know properly yes the small Although, phrases and yes yeah exactly yes. yeah so i think that's a that's one one of the areas i see where linguists could kind of specialize and start uh, there's gonna be more more need for it as well because um as uh, uh, like marketing is changing as well um marketing and pretty much every aspect of life really yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. all becoming very true, true, customer centric yes. you know uh th there's more and more competition um, in the global economies uh, you get competition from local players as well who are creating the contents in that given language yes. uh, they're not localizing from a different source yeah um so you you really need to do something special to get noticed uh, and to stay in the game and i think that's where the human skill comes really in. makes a difference yeah absolutely yeah. So we'll continue using um, artificial intelligence. I think I, I see it becoming very, very important in, in the whole area of measurement. Yeah, to help us. Um, with a human behind it, interpreting and, uh, and tweaking, yes. um, changing the way we work, you know, and, and making the decisions on um, how we're gonna reach yes, people's hearts, absolutely. basically. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It does make the difference. Yeah because eventually it's reaching out to humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're talking about marketing. Um, you, you presented a paper a little while ago on the next frontier in global marketing, social media marketing for international markets. Mm -hmm. So um, in this paper, you mentioned the importance of social media marketing mm -hmm. and the current status of international markets. 
how we, we, we talked about how important it was adapting uh, content. What about so international markets with social media? Um, yeah, social media, I, I think this is becoming huge in marketing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, there's been very little done in, in international markets. And I understand because it's, <laughs> it's baffling. Yeah. Market, you know, it's changing very quickly. Yes. Um, it's just evolving at a speed that it's hard to manage it for your, uh, the language where you create the content originally, let alone thinking yeah. about other markets. But it's a huge opportunity. There's a, I was looking at some stats from We Are Social mm -hmm. from this year, and there's like 300 billion active social media users. Wow. So that's where customers are. Absolutely. Uh, and you need to go and find them there. So, uh, you know, there, there's just too much content out there. They're not going to find you <laughs> just by by magic. Yes, yes. So you, so, have, yeah. to, you have to go and meet them in whichever way you can. Yes. And uh, that's a very important, you know, that's one of the places where they congregate. Go meet them there. Uh, but it does get complex when you're looking at your global markets because they don't people behave differently in different countries they don't use the same social media channels they don't respond to the same um you know inputs yes so you really need to customize that and also social media has an added problem um problem and opportunity it's a two-way channel yes it's not just you pushing content out there it's a conversation between you and yourself and, and the uh, audience, the, and the audience. Yeah. yeah. So that's very difficult to do, uh, you know, uh, with, with kind of traditional localization pr processes, for instance. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can have a combination of uh, some content might be localized, but you need to push something original and you need to be able to respond to your in audience. In the best way, yeah. In the best way, in a timely manner as well. You can be <laughs> responding two days later. Social media moves quickly. And you need to keep your eyes on the, uh, on I the suppose, trends. On the trends. Yes. Like, um, some channels have lost popularity, others have gained it. They're different from country to country. So you need to take all these, um, into consideration. All these things into consideration. Absolutely. That's, I suppose that's why um, um, when looking at, at your paper, um, I see that you, you use the example of channel, channel, for instance, mm -hmm. one thing, channel, using uh, reaching out to Chinese uh, audiences via WeChat. Mm -hmm. And WeChat is, of course, one of the biggest, the world's biggest mobile apps, which is very popular in Asia, yeah. particularly in mm -hmm. China. So um, how do you think we can improve the relationship between brands and audience through, um, for instance, through uh, WeChat? Um, well, through through WeChat or any other channel. I mean, Chanel were very clever, and yes. many other brands are, yeah. you know, have um, done the same thing. You know, and they're they're using the the channels that are used in those countries. So I think this is where things get very interesting because we're mixing we're mixing communication and localization and um, user experience, global user experience. I think this is going to get huge. <laughs> it is already. Yes, it's it's a it's a field I'm, I'm very interested in. Um, it goes back again to customer centricity and uh, um, trying to give the client what they need when they need it. So yeah, doing a bit of user research and market research and uh, seeing where, where your customers are gonna, again, where they're congregating uh, and how they're using products because they might use them differently in, in one, one uh, country culture than, than another. another. So how are they using them? What are the barriers? Um, why are they not using them in the way you intended or not using them at all? Yeah, or, that's very important. Or why is a certain uh, feature not being taken up, whereas it is perhaps in the States? So a, a little bit of user research in there, um, uh, you know, goes a long way because it helps you understand and tailor your, your international communications. Yes. No, I suppose it's very important. Um, 
it, it does differ a little bit on WeChat because WeChat is obviously um, um, used mostly, I'd say, in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, then we have other type of, of social media which are used uh-huh. globally as well. Yeah, so that's two different uh, yeah challenges. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is very important. So um, you you've also. You, you've also been present and uh, at many conferences, and you've also hosted a panel at Lockwood, mm-hmm. uh, delocalization conference every year mm-hmm. um, uh, on marketing content at the spill of agile and uh, game-changing times for global brands. So I'd like to talk about uh, the context uh, uh, for this panel, because um, the context for this panel was how agile methodologies are expanding. Mm-hmm. into the world of content marketing mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously allowing faster delivery of content and campaigns um, and obviously resulting in more tailored content over time that hence deliver better on the business's goals so can you tell us about about this area what mm-hmm. do you feel yeah yeah um it's a uh, like Content marketing trends are of uh, great interest to me. You know, I've yeah. been kind of educating myself uh, around this area lately. Um, agile marketing is really becoming a thing, whether you call it out by name or not. You know, content is now being produced in a different way uh, from the way it was produced before. Like there's, you know, the prevalence of uh, print uh, media that's uh, dying. Uh, that's dying. You yeah, know, I, it's, know. Uh, I mean, there's still a place for it. Yes. Um, but really, I mean, digital transformation has totally. Yeah, change the uh, playing field. Yeah. Yes. So you can now do things with content that you couldn't before. You know, it was ecstatic before. Uh, once it was written and out in the world, that was it. You had to live with it. Um, I, I don't know who it was that said, uh, I know that 50% of my marketing doesn't work. The problem is I don't know which half. So now, now they know. Now they can measure this yes. and they can see um, what's working and what's not. They can experiment, they can make little experiments, you know, A-B testing, etc. Um, and they can tweak things on the go and uh, iterate and so on. So that, I think there's a huge um, um, potential, you know, for the localization industry to kind of jump on that as well. Um, we're not doing that in global markets. You know, we're, we're localizing the, the content and then that's it. We're, we're giving the client one version. Yes. Um, and that's the version that's going to be on the website or wherever it is no one is touching it again we're not looking at whether it works or not we're not doing little tests I'm talking in general terms you know Mm -hmm. I I know there's companies and there's people who are looking at this and who are um, uh, testing different variations of a translation or they're looking at why things don't don't work in a particular market whereas they do work in another and they're looking at why and they're looking at again iterating changing little things looking again it goes back to impact. Is, is it being impactful impact. for that particular yes. market? So that's uh, that's where I think you know both marketing and, and localization can work together in there to take those principles from agile marketing. Uh, I mean, we're, we're taking them already, you know, from agile development, and uh, we're going with continuous localization now. is a it's kind of the, the, one of the trendy topics as well. So in the same way, we should be doing the same thing for marketing and have those conversations with uh, with clients and with marketers um, that allow us to replicate those principles yes. in our global markets as well. Absolutely. Um, and you've also discussed how global markets are rarely included in the equation mm-hmm. and the benefits of Agile are reduced to delivering faster localized content. 
that's it, yeah. And, yeah. and that's such a pity because we're missing on all that part of, uh, um, yeah, testing, iterating, um, and I suppose um, basing everything on what the, the audience is going to need, your customer is going to need. Uh, that, that's core to Agile as well. It's, it's customer centricity. We're not bringing that into the localization workflows yet, or not in not in general, you know. Yes. Um, so we, we really need we to start need doing to. that. Yeah, we need yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. If we don't do it, someone else will, you know. <laughs> if it's not a localization, localization uh, if the localization industry doesn't do it, the marketing industry will start doing it. They'll start looking at the global markets and trying to fix it. So it's now it's the time. Yeah, we when can't localizers wait. are in the right position to 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 do it, yeah. to apply it. Yes. Yeah. I suppose yeah, it needs a bit of time, and um, but uh, I'm sure we are on the right track. And and are there any other projects or you know any other areas that you'd like to you know expand or you know share with our audience? Um, we talked a little bit before about machine translation. Yes. Just for our listeners, uh, I'd, I'd like to let them know uh, women in localization. Um, the Irish chapter. I'm, I'm a member of the board. We're organizing an event on machine translation oh, uh, and kind of the the current um, status and, and field of play, you know. So if anyone is interested, you know, there will be a panel of experts and it will be a very interactive discussion. So please, <laughs> you know, if you're in Dublin <laughs> at the end, because uh, it should be a very, very interesting session. Um, apart from that, uh, since I'm here, I'll take the opportunity to say uh, we are expanding the, the content effectiveness team within Indeed. Um, we're going to be looking at adding additional content localization specialists for a number of languages. So just just to say, you know, keep an eye on our uh, website. <laughs> and, uh, I, I will be uh, posting the jobs on my social feeds as well. On the, the world's biggest job platform. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Esther. It was absolutely, it was really fantastic. Um, thanks so much for being here today, for taking the time to answer our questions. And it's been obviously an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Likewise, uh, Priscilla. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's the end of today's show with uh, Esther Curiel from Indeed.com. Please tune in again to see the next Vista Talk show, where we'll be discussing more interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world.